everyone, and welcome back to Parked Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell, and I am your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast, so who else is going to host it? Wow, it feels good to say that. It feels good to be back. Um, how are you? Happy Monday. Let's do a quick little vibe check. I hope you are feeling like you are on top of the world this week. I hope you're feeling like you're ready to kick this week's ass. I hope you're feeling rejuvenated from the weekend and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, what if this is the best week of my life? Isn't that such a fun, refreshing thought? Um, I'm so sorry I wasn't here last Monday to start your week off on the literal best foot known to man, but I'm here now and I'm making up for it. Yeah, I was, I didn't record an episode for last week and it was, well, no, it was intentional, but it was unexpected because I was really sick at the beginning of last week and it really it had started the week before and it just kind of led into the beginning of last week but I was so unwell and I was just kind of dead to the world resting because I um had a trip planned to New York at the end of last week so I was like hyper fixated on just like resting and doing nothing so that I could feel better to go on my trip which is what happened so I was I was dead to the world in bed for several days and then I was on a trip to New York and now here I am like I said, making up for it. And I love that for us. So that's where I was in case you were wondering. It also was so heartwarming to me because a ton of people messaged me last Monday being like, girl, where's the episode? Where is it? And that meant so much to me. Not that people were like missing the episode, not even, no, sorry, not just that people were missing the episode, but more so because it means that I'm consistent now, question mark. Like people literally are expecting an episode every single Monday from me because I have released an episode every single Monday for weeks now. And that might sound like, okay, and, but if you've been here since the beginning, you know what an impressive feat that is on my part. So that just like was really cool to me that I'm like, wow, people consider me to be consistent now. Boy, do I have you fooled. That is so, that is so iconic of me. But yeah, it meant a lot. So thank you to those who reached out and thank you for being patient in general. Also, I was looking at Spotify and Apple over the weekend and I was just seeing all of the reviews that people write on Apple Podcasts and we've gotten so many ratings on Spotify and Apple and I know I sound like a broken fucking record, but it's just because it's like it's, this is real and raw and genuine and vulnerable. Like that means the world to me. I think some of you who are new here, you might not even have realized, but I've had this podcast for over two years, which I mean, like me, I'm not consistent. Me, I've had this podcast for two fucking years, very sporadically. It's been a, it's been a sporadic two years for sure, but I've been at it for quite some time is my point. And there definitely have always been people listening. Thank God that would have been a gigantic hit to my ego. And for those of you who have been here since the literal beginning, since the dawn of time, I I'm so appreciative of you and borderline in awe of you and your dedication. And I thank you so much. But to see the podcast grow so much over the past few months has been so cool and like so rewarding just because I, like I said, I've been, I've been chugging along for so long. So to see the numbers kind of grow and to see so many people enjoying it and listening every week and like expecting episodes every week and getting excited for them means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now enough of me being so sappy and disgusting. Let's jump into peak and valley of the week. I have a few peak and valleys. Well, I only have one valley. I have a couple of peaks because it's been a few weeks. So I'm allowed to have more than one. I've decided number one, I got my hair done. I'm just going to rapid fire through these because 
enough of me. Also, Jesus, I'm all over the place. This is a smorgasbord episode, so it's all listener write-ins, which is really exciting. My favorite kind of episode to record. So I'm really excited to hear from you guys. Okay. Peaks of the week. Number one, I got my hair done. It had been so long. And as a blonde, you know that that's like really, really treacherous territory to kind of go months and months. I think I went seven months um, in between the the last time I got my hair done was seven months ago, which is actually so insane. And I am now blonder than ever. And I feel like an entire new bitch. And that is the best feeling in the entire world. My second peak, like I said, I went to New York to visit my best friend. Uh, We had such a great time. I just really a dream, a dream weekend for me is like being with my best friend, um, going to really, really good restaurants and eating like phenomenal food. We went to a French restaurant. We went to an Italian restaurant. We went to a Thai restaurant. We got amazing bagels and I was, we drank really good drinks and I was wearing cute outfits that I had planned like six months in advance. Like that is to me a dream weekend and that's exactly what happened. So just great all around. And my third and final peak of the week was that I tried a pickle martini for the first time and it is my new obsession and dare I say passion actually. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me post about this, but I my best friend drinks dirty martinis. Like that's her go-to drink. And if you don't know what a dirty martini is, it's essentially vodka or gin with olive juice. Like that's it. And to me the thought of that is disgusting and kind of rancid, especially because I, I, I mean, the thought of it's, it's, it feels like it's like straight vodka, right? And like, that's so gross and actually so nasty. And then I also hate olives. So like the idea of olive juice being in there to like counteract the vodka is disgusting and completely unappealing to me. So we were out getting drinks on Friday night and she ordered a dirty martini and I don't even know how it came up in conversation, but we started talking about pickle martinis, which is essentially the same thing, but instead of olive juice, it's pickle juice and we both love pickles. So we're like, we should try that. We should make those tomorrow. So the next day we went out and we were like running errands and we went to Target. We went to get pickle juice slash pickles because you have to buy them together, which is crazy that they don't just like sell pickle juice. Like who would have thought, right? So we, we go to get a jar of pickles. We got like the mini, the little like baby dill pickles, which are so good um, because we're like, these would look cute in the martini, but then there's not a lot of juice in those jars, right? Because there's so many pickles packed in there that there's like not a lot of juice. And then it's like, if we pour out all the juice, the pickles will not survive. So like, there's just no way to do it. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, I actually make phenomenal pickles homemade. So I can just make a ton of pickle juice and we can use that instead. So we went and got the ingredients to make pickle juice. And by the way, I think this pickle juice was perfect for a pickle teeny. I can give you the recipe really quick. It's essentially equal parts white vinegar and water. And you put that in a pot on a stove and like you don't want it to be boiling necessarily, but you want it to get really hot and then um, dump in a ton of sea salt that you kind of measure with both your eyeballs and your heart and let that dissolve. And then when that's when that's fully dissolved, you take it off the burner, let it cool for a little bit. You still want it to be hot but you let it cool for a bit, pour it into a jar with fresh dill and garlic. Let that sit. That was our pickle juice. And it was actually so amazing. And then we just mix that in a little mixer with ice and Tito's. And it was such a phenomenal drink because pickle juice is so flavorful and so powerful that it just totally cuts the vodka taste, which is also very dangerous. Like you could not taste vodka in there at all. So 
yeah, that could have been lethal, but it was amazing. It was so good. I can't recommend a pickle teeny enough. If you like pickles, then you would absolutely love that and you should definitely try it. My valley of the week was just being so effing sick. Like I hated it so much. I think, I don't think I've been sick like that in so long. I was really just like congested and had a headache and like head cold, but it was so miserable. And I think because when you're in college, you are perpetually sick. You live in a state of perpetual sickness. Like the common cold just resides in you for like four years. And obviously I graduated college in 2020. And then also in 2020, there was like this other little thing that happened, um, in the form of a pandemic that really, I feel like made us all hyper aware of like the spread of disease and like really not trying to get sick. And it forced us to take active steps to not get sick. So I, I just haven't been. And so this was my first time being sick in so long. And it just like kicked my ass and kind of knocked me out for a little bit. And you know, you know, when you're sick for like a day and it's not fun, but it's kind of like relaxing to just like sit in bed and like watch your favorite shows or like read a book and you're just like drinking tea and like, you know, just, just chilling. That is a nice thought for a day. And then after a single day of that, you're like, okay, I'm ready to feel better now. And when that doesn't happen like that, it's really frustrating. So that was just kind of the worst of it was I was down bad for several days and that was kind of miserable because also there's just like, you're like, okay, no, I have shit to do. (laughs) Can you figure it out? But I just did not have the energy or mental capacity to do any of the shit that I had to do. So that was my valley of the week. Okay. Pass the ox song of the week. I can't believe it's been this long since I've recorded that I haven't even talked about guts by Olivia Rodrigo, which is the only thing that I've been listening to for the past couple weeks. So amazing. Absolutely no notes. It is such a great album. Um, my current favorites right now, get them back. Love is embarrassing. The grudge making the bed ballad of a homeschooled girl, (laughs) all American, like literally all of them. I love all of them. They're all so good. It's such a good album. And like I said, it's literally all I've been listening to. Okay. Traffic report, which you might have forgotten because it's been so long, but Traffic Report is a new segment that I'm introducing, which is pop culture news slash just current events that are happening in the world. Now, what I had originally written down last week to talk about in this week's Traffic Report is the Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas of it all. But interestingly enough, Taylor Swift has inserted her way into every aspect of this week's Traffic Report, and I'm so happy about that. So, to catch you up very briefly, because I know you know this, um, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner headed for divorce. I think he filed for divorce. And interestingly enough, when the news was released, it seemed to be that Joe Jonas was the only one releasing statements or his PR team was on his behalf. And the picture that was being painted was very much Sophie Turner as an absentee mother. And Joe Jonas has had to pick up the slack and he's had to tour Um, across the country with his children because they can't be with Sophie for some reason. And it was this like whole spiel about like, oh my God, Joe Jonas is such a great dad. Sophie Turner sucks. He's leaving her. Good for him. He's so strong, right? And I actually saw a TikTok about this that was so heartwarming because it was like, it was like a couple, like 10, 15 years ago, those PR statements would have worked. And people, the general consensus of the public would have been like, 
oh my God, Sophie Turner sucks. What a horrible mom. And it would have been like mom shaming her and just like shaming her in general and being like, what a horrible wife, what a horrible um, mom. She's like, she's the worst. Like Joe Jonas is actually a hero. Like, wow, what a super dad. Like that would have been the narrative. But because this is the year of the goddamn Barbie movie, no one is, no one is buying that. And everyone's like, okay, why are you, why are you trashing your wife to the public? Like, that's just like simply the mother of your children, like actually relax, actually tone it down a bit. And so somehow, thank God, but by the grace of God, Sophie Turner was the one that was winning this divorce, like wholeheartedly in the eyes of the public, which was like amazing because she hadn't said anything like her team had not released anything. So it was kind of so iconic of her. And then what had happened was Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift went to dinner together in New York. And I know what you're thinking. Wait, Maddie, you were in New York last week. Were you there? Did they invite you? Unfortunately, no. But that would have been a really true meeting of the minds and I would have paid so much money. I would have gone into such great amounts of debt to have sat at that dinner table with them. But they go out to dinner and the next day, Sophie Turner is suing Joe Jonas because she's trying to get custody of her children which you might remember, as I said, you might remember the statement I said literally two minutes ago, and I hope you do. Um, He has been taking his kids with him on tour all across the country, which is like crazy and so unstable and obviously not the best conditions to be like raising your child in. And Sophie has been in the UK filming something for like a few months. And apparently she's wanted them to be with her the entire time because like that's way more stable for them to stay there for a long period of time with her than to be bopping around the entire country. So she sued him to get custody of the kids because apparently he's been hiding their passports. And so now everyone is like even more team Sophie and oh my God, Joe, what the fuck are you doing? That's clearly the picture you're painting was not the the truth of the matter and which we knew, but now we have more of a confirmation. So that's just been crazy. And everyone's like, wow, she goes to one dinner with Taylor Swift and then she's suing her, her ex-husband. And I think that is so beautiful and that's so powerful. And there's, there's actually some more developments with Taylor, Allison Swift, which is why I'm actually really glad that I'm recording this today because all of this happened last night. There had been speculation that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey had been canoodling for quite some time. And it's because it's because of a few things. When Taylor was on tour, have you ever heard of the Eras tour? Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> when she was touring earlier this summer and she was in Kansas City, Travis Kelsey went to the concert and apparently he tried to meet up, meet her before to like give her a friendship bracelet that he had made, which is really wholesome. And, but she doesn't see visitors beforehand. So she didn't meet him. And, but he had like, he had like tweeted or like talked on a podcast about it or something. I don't know. And then everyone was like, okay, wait, they would be so cute together. And then I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Like there had been rumors that they had been hanging out and blah, blah, blah. And last night she was spotted at the chief's game and she was in a box with his mother and she was evidently on cloud nine. She was cheering. She was having the best time. She was, jumping around, big smiles. She just seemed to be having the the truest time of her life. And for her to like, I feel like we just like don't ever see her in public and haven't for years and years and years. And when we do, it's like her literally walking 
from a car pulled up next to a sidewalk, her walking across a sidewalk to go into a restaurant. And like, that is it. That is simply it. So to see her like at this huge, huge, huge event where so many people were like taking pictures of her because like she's in this box, but she's so visible to everyone, everyone that's there. So insane. Just so insane. And I've seen I've seen so like the internet was essentially blowing up last night because of this. And I have like a lot of thoughts. I mean, most of them are just, I honestly think, I think that they're just, I think they're hanging out. And I think this is like a a silly little rebound for her. If we're being, if we're all being honest with ourselves, because some people are really taking this to mean that like they're fully head over heels in love. And I just am not, that's not the vibe I'm getting. I think she's just like trying to have, fun I think she's having the time of her life and either way I'm so obsessed with that for her and like I love this for her because he is so not her type we all know this her type is like scrawny scrawny British um and doesn't let her be bejeweled like that is literally her type to a T I saw this tweet that says um it's nice that Taylor Swift is visiting her stadiums while they turn into mojo dojo casa houses for the football season like that is so real like seeing her sitting in the stands is just like so was so unnatural for me personally I saw let me let me pull them up I saw so many other tweets someone quote tweeted the pop based tweet that said NFL star Travis Kelsey reveals he made a friendship bracelet with his number on it when he attended the Taylor Swift Eras tour but was disappointed he didn't get to hand it to her someone quote tweeted it and said he had a friendship bracelet in a dream like I just love that Travis Kelsey is living proof that anything can happen if you're delusional enough like he really is he manifested that and I love that for him too and yeah I'm just like riding this high right now I think it's iconic and I love that she's dating someone and it's like so public it's so public like it's so in our face that to me is hilarious but do I think this is gonna be something long term no but I'm just like not here to ruin anyone's fun at the end of the day either so that's just kind of the vibe he also did score a touchdown for her so tailor coded like I'm just so obsessed with it I'm so obsessed with it um okay last thing that I want to talk about before we jump into listener write-ins love is blind season five if you haven't I'm gonna keep it brief because I know that not everyone watches that show but oh my god no oh my actual god season five of love is blind came out on Friday and me and my friend stayed up until two o'clock in the morning binging the first four episodes that came out and this season, because here's the thing, see, like every season of Love is Blind is so different because different people, right? <laughs> that checks out like different people. But for a lot of it, like there's always similar tropes, similar themes of conflict, right? This season already, the first four episodes are so much better than any other season. There's been so much drama in these four episodes. They haven't even left the pods yet. Okay. I mean, some of them have seen each other and like done the reveal for the first time but they have not left the pods yet and there has been so much drama in these four episodes it is actually so insane and I am genuinely eating it up I'm so excited to see where this season goes um I don't know if I'm rooting for anyone necessarily yet but it is it is already so chaotic and it is making for such great tv so without further ado if you're wait also if you're if you're watching that show right now please let me know because I would love to know if I should talk about it more because I, I just don't know what the general consensus is, but 
obsessed and you should definitely go watch it if you haven't already. Let us dive in to some listener write-ins. I'm so excited. Okay. The first one says, girl, how do you deal with slash get over toxic friends? I'm in high school and I don't want to spend my time with people who make me feel less than and like I'm not good enough. How do I get out? Also in this toxic friend group, I am actually best friends with one of them. We love her. She's not crappy. Okay. Thank God. Uh, but she's still friends with the friends in the group. I get that. I feel you. Um, I feel like I really can't open up to her about how I feel since she's still so close with them. You're also slaying the game. <laughs> and this is the year of the Barbie movie. So I should not be dealing with toxic girls. Am I right? No, you should not be dealing with toxic girls. You are so correct. <laughs> Am I right? No, no, you are right. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. Here's the thing. I have been faced with this, a very similar situation a couple times. And something that is so important and that I've really always held so close to my heart, it's a tried and true sentiment, is I would way rather be alone than be spending time with people that suck major ass. And that's a sentiment that I live by and I always have. And that sounds really scary. For me, it for me, it never has been. And I and the way that the reason I'm saying that is because I know it's a lot easier said than done um, to just be like, okay, I'm going to up and leave. Like, I just am not going to be friends with them. But I have had very similar situations where I'm like, I, these people suck and I don't feel good when I'm around them. They make me feel shitty. They just, I'm just not feeling lifted up by them. I'm not feeling um, appreciated or respected or validated when I'm with them. Like if that is a situation you are in, whether it's with a friend or a significant other, get out, just get out. And the thing is, is a lot of times people make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. And I get that because when you're in it and there's all these complex relationships, it's really easy to get wrapped up in like the logistics of it. But it's so easy to just, to just kind of wean yourself out of it and just say, nope, I'm done. I'm done with this. And I know that it's, it is scary and it's, it can feel sad and like lonely because you're like, okay, well, as much as they suck, at least I had people, at least I had people to hang out with. At least I had people to do things with. And that's really hard, but you will thank yourself so much, so much when in a few months from now, when you start to feel better, when you start to make other friends, like it's, it's one of those things where doing it is hard, but then when, once it's done, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to you. So, okay. In terms of some like practical advice, if I were you, I don't know like how close you are to these girls or like what the vibe is. I would just start to respond less in the group chat, start saying no when they ask you to do things. Because at the end of the day, if you're not having fun with them, if you're not enjoying the time that you're spending with them, don't just don't spend time with them. Right. You can like, you can do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you, if you want to like make up an excuse or like, you know, a silly little white lies to why you can't do something, do it. If that's what makes you feel good. Or you can just say, no, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to dinner with you. Sorry. No. Um, and then just start. I think that's kind of the best way is to do like a, a slow fade because it doesn't have to be like a big dramatic like blowout where you're like you guys suck and and I'm done you know it doesn't have to be that it can be very very casual it can be very gradual it can just be kind of a slow fade and I think that's kind of the best way to do it 
and start focusing on other things. Start trying to find friends in other places. Start asking other people to hang out, whether it's like people you work with or friends of friends, or maybe, um, you know, someone you were friends with a while ago, but you haven't spoken to and like start asking other people to hang out. So you, um, you can kind of fill that void of having people to do things with, or, uh, you know, having, having friends there that you can talk to as far as your best friend that's in this group. I think you should definitely confide in her because you don't want her to be confused when you do start to kind of slow fade. So I think it's important to communicate with her like, okay, just so you know, like this isn't about you. This is about them. Like I just don't feel great around them. Just keep it very, um, I statements. I feel right. I feel like when I'm with them, they just are, you know, rude to me or they're just not including me in things. Just keep it to those statements. You don't have to like shit talk them. You don't have to be saying like, they suck so bad. I have to get out of this. Just say like, I feel like I'm not really vibing with them anymore. So I just want to let you know that I'm probably not going to be hanging out with them as much. Um, but I obviously still want to hang out with you. And I didn't want you to think this had anything to do with you. That's, I think, all you have to say. And also, you never know. Like, you saying that to your friend could be like a light turning on in her head and she could be like, wait a minute. No, you're right. These people do suck. Or maybe she's been feeling the same way and she just didn't know that you were on the same page as her. You never know. But I think you do have to be okay with the idea that uh, she might still be friends with them. And that could be um, awkward for you going forward is that she might still be hanging out with them all the time. But I think as long as you work hard to make her a priority and you want to hang out with her and you don't want your friendship to change, I don't think it has to. Um, but yeah, the best way to, the best way to, to get out is to literally just get out. You know what I mean? Just, just stop. And I think you'll feel so much better in a couple months and you'll just be like, okay, you know what? Weight lifted. And that, that's amazing. Wishing you good luck with that. I hope everything everything will work out for the best. Okay, I'm finding myself needing to perform a massive wellness check on the person who wrote this in. I don't think any of us are kind of prepared for this. Ready? A man dropped dead in my lap during a grinder hookup. Yes, I have pictures. Chaotic, <laughs> chaotic way to follow up that first sentence. Let me just say that. <laughs> Yes, I have pictures because it would have been a picture didn't happen type of situation. And I wasn't going to not have these pictures or this story for the rest of my life. More than happy to tell you the length of the whole story sometime. Um, okay. Okay. I need so much more from that. I need so much more from that. What? Let me start off with the first concept that is kind of coming to mind. What do you mean? No, what do you mean? Cause then like, so you had to call my mom one. Are you okay? First of all, would love to check in with you, re your mental health, re have you sought out counseling? I can't think of something more traumatic. Oh my, oh my God. I don't even know what to, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. I, I hope you are well. I hope you are well. That's, that's kind of as much as I can, as I can give you at this point in time. Oh my God. I'm unsure if I would ever kind of recover from that. Okay. Anyways, anyways, I'm pushing through it. Okay. Hi. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. I always say the most out of pocket things in your TikToks have made me feel so at ease. That's beautiful. 
it's my birthday in three weeks. Happy birthday. Probably is your birthday like today because I haven't read these in a while. And I just wanted to share this fun little story time of how I'm making this year very much not the year of the Ken movie. I'm so intrigued. Fill me in. Okay, so about three months ago, I started seeing this guy. Let's call him Ben. Ben was amazing. I have super low standards from my ex, LMAO. To follow up this sentence, Ben was amazing, with I have super low standards, is actually so iconic. Don't get too big of a head, Ben. You're not actually that amazing. She just has low standards. Grow up. Um, okay, okay, okay. Um, and Ben would make me would make my bed, would drive 40 minutes to work so I didn't have to waste fuel, talk to me 24-7, and I th- and thought I was funny. The key factor, obviously. Ben and I had conversations about being exclusive and liking each other. Ben then got a bit weird and distant because he was going through it. She put with the sparkle emojis on either side of it, so he wasn't just like going through it. He was like, going through it. Okay. I let him know that I care about him and wanted to be there for him, but I'm just not sure where I stand. Ben then saved this message. It was on Snap and ghosted me. Mm -hmm. The saving of the message is what shook me. I get that. What in the audacity? What in the audacity? Okay. Anyway, so I'm distraught. Then I matched with his best friend on Tinder out of spite as legitimately as one does. Okay. Let's call him Jerry. We love, a, we love a Ben and Jerry situation. Jerry is actually so, so nice. And I've been talking to him a lot. And he's coming to my birthday. And I told him to bring a friend if he wants. <gasps> now, just my luck. He's bringing Ben. Jerry has no idea that I was seeing Ben prior to this. And if it gets brought up, it does not politically align with me to talk about it. Because it's my birthday. So real. Girl, that is so real. Also, P.S. Ben's profile photo on Insta is a selfie in my pink sheets. He's living his best slutty can life though. Please wish me luck on my barbalicious birthday. Oh my God. This you've been through the ringer and back. And I want you to know that you are in the right always. And I live by that. And I always have here's, Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope I'm getting to this before, before your birthday. Fingers crossed. If not, if not, just negate everything that I'm, that I'm about to say. But you, it's going to be fine. It's literally going to be fine. Also, do you really like Jerry now? I'm like needing to know the tea. I'm like, wait, wait, is Jerry the one? No, stop. Wait, I kind of love this for you. I'm loving a Jerry for you. Um, I mean, you did what you did what any any hot girl would kind of do in that situation, and it oddly worked out in your favor. How often does anyone get that situation handed to them on a silver platter? Ben has to now accompany his friend to your birthday party. That's such, that is such a serve. That is such a serve. You're honestly, you're thriving. I, I am begging for a follow-up though. I would love to know kind of how this works itself out. Um, and I hope that you just, you know, you said you don't politically align with talking about it because it's your birthday. No, that's so true. So just don't like, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're like, shoot, I should probably deal with this just say no (laughs) I probably shouldn't and why would I do that no it's your birthday I hope you have the best birthday I hope everything works out in your favor because honestly you deserve you deserve everything and more um okay you talked about therapy in your last episode yes I did and I just wanted to tell you a story slash get advice about my last therapy appointment that I went to so until this point she had been my favorite therapist I'd been seeing 
I've, I've had after seeing quite a few in the past. Okay. I don't really remember how the conversation started, but only a few minutes after the appointment began, she told me, sorry, but I think you were just too depressed for me to be able to help. Ma'am, what did you just fucking say to me? <laughs> I was so shook, traumatized. I have yet to be able to see another therapist since. Should I try someone else or is it just not for me? Mm, you should try someone else. You should also report her. There has to be a, isn't there a board of, yeah, because you can get, it's a certification to become a licensed mental health counselor. You definitely should report her. That is a effed up thing to say. And it's also not true. And I hope you know that. That probably just means that what she was doing wasn't working on you specifically because everyone does require a different method. And she was probably like, nah, this isn't for me then. Um, but that's a really chaotic way to say that and to blame you for that in a therapy session is genuinely so unhinged. I hope, okay, you need to go find another therapist first and foremost, and you need to get back on the horse because the thing about that therapist is she is insane and that is not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of her. Also, bottom of my heart, what did you say to that? I have no idea how I would kind of react to someone telling me that. That is so insane. Um, I You definitely should find someone else. And you should try and find someone who maybe has a specific, like a very specific style or method so you can try out some some different ways of of being therapized, which is a word that I just invented, but I love it. I love it so much. You're, you're, you're doing great. And that's important to me that you know that, um, you even going to therapy is such an amazing step to take for your mental health. And I hope you know that. And I hope you give yourself that credit. And like I said, that therapist and her opinion is not a reflection of you. And, and because of that, you need to get back out there. And I hope that it'll be so much more beneficial for you because I hope you find a sane therapist. Okay. I'm like moving on. All right. Uh, LOL. So your new jump scare vid about loud ringtones reminds me of this story time. Uh, five years ago, I was in the hospital because I had to have brain surgery. I'm totally fine now. Not sharing for dramatic effect just because of the context of the story. First of all, I'm so glad that you're fine now. Second of all, even if you had been sharing just for dramatic effect, totally warranted and dare I say appreciated. And that would have been totally socially acceptable in this space. Okay. Uh, so I had just been moved after surgery from ICU to the gen pop neuro unit, which frankly was like being moved from the Ritz Carlton to the best Western do not recommend. I'm obsessed with the way that you write. This is beautiful. They were understaffed and out of rooms. So I had to share a room with this queen who was at least 85 <laughs> And had all but moved into this hospital room. Beautiful. She was making herself at home. I love that for her. Um, so my roomie has the TV blasting all night. But then she starts trying to call someone over and over again on speakerphone. I, I love that she did it on speakerphone. People, super quick tangent. People talking on speakerphone in public spaces, in my opinion, illegal. In my opinion, jail. There's... Because here's the thing. Like this happens to me all the time in like TJ Maxx. I feel like whenever I'm in TJ Maxx, there is always a bitch who is talking so loudly on speakerphone for no goddamn reason. Just put the phone to your ear, just put the phone to your ear, find some headphones maybe. And sometimes 
I'm like, maybe they're on FaceTime. Not that I think that's like, I mean, it makes more sense, right? Because FaceTime, you can't just like put it to your ear. Like it's going to be blasting out of the speaker anyways. I get it. But like, if you're just walking around a store with your phone on speakerphone, acting as if you were the only bitch in the store, like I, I can't deal with that, but I will grant this 85 year old woman in the neuro unit some grace because I am a good person. Okay. Um, I swear she probably, okay. The person will not pick up, but she does not waver. I swear she probably called this person 50 times over the course of like three hours. That is insane. The reason I knew it was the same person she was calling over and over is because this person had a ringback tone, which I physically did not know was even possible in the year of 2018. I also would not have known that was possible. Uh, so my roomie has the TV. Uh, nope. I just read that. The ringback tone in question was bubble butt by major laser. You're you're lying. So she's laying in bed for hours on speakerphone on her flip phone, incessantly calling this person over and over again, completely unfazed by bubble, butt, bubble, 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 butt, playing over and over again on the other line. I literally have PTSD to this day. Anytime I hear that song or anything that sounds like it because of the hours I spent and that night after having brain surgery, listening to the medley of golden girls blasting on the TV, coupled with a fuzzy ass ringback tone snippet of bubble butt over and over and over. Anywho, that's my loud ringtone story and why I'm a staunch advocate for outlawing the ringback tones that. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I can't think of that's one of those things that's like such a niche form of torture. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like is that the worst thing in the world? No. But is that something that would physically drive a person to insanity? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, oh my God. I wonder who she was calling. Who is this 85 year old calling that has a ringback tone of bubble butt? Like what, what circles is she running in? I kind of find myself needing to know the answer to that. Okay. This girl says, first of all, I love you. And I've been putting your podcast on blast to my girls. But here is some advice I trust only you to give. That is so, ah, that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, I moved back in with my parents seven months ago to finish up college and I've been living with them ever since. I'm so grateful that they allowed me to live with them, but I don't have a ton of girlfriends in the area. Stop drinking slash going out around the same time and just got my first big girl job. Sometimes I feel like I'm being too responsible, but every time I talk to someone about my wishes to move out, they act like I'm such an that's such an unresponsible, stupid decision, but I want to live. I want to, I'm sorry. I want to live out my chance to be young and have some fun for a few more years before it's time to settle down. Post-grad girl needs help. Um, I hear, I hear you and I feel you on a level that feels genuinely spiritual. I get what you're saying. Totally. Um, I've lived with my parents for years now and it does feel like I have no life so often, so often I'm kind of plagued with this realization that I don't have much of a life. And weirdly to me, that's like, <laughs> weirdly to me, that's kind of fine most of the time, but I do have moments where I'm like, I, oh my God, ew, stop. So I really applaud you and your independence and you wanting to move out. I don't think that's an unresponsible, stupid decision. I think that is a, that, I think that's a brave decision. And I think I'm empowering you to do that. If you are, I mean, and you said you just got a job. That's amazing. Congratulations. You should just focus on moving out and living your life. I don't think that's irresponsible. And it's also, it sounds like if you, if you do it for a year and then you're like, oh shit, I'm broke. 
it sounds like you have great parents and you might be able to move back in with them. And I don't think that'll happen because you sound like you actually are really responsible and you're able to recognize you're very self-aware as well. I think do it. You have to do what makes you happy. Life is way too short. And if you have the resources and you can like save up to move out, then fucking do it. Absolutely. But I also want to say this notion that like, oh, I, I have to move out now while I'm young. So I have a chance to like be young and dumb. That's like also fake and that's a social construct. And I think it is really easy to be like, oh, I'm missing out on stuff because, um, you know, I want to, I just want to be out there and be doing all this. And it's like that I get it, but also it's important for me that you know that like you also have time and it doesn't have to be a big rush. After I just said life is short, do whatever you want. I just want you to know that two things can be true at the same time. And you don't, I don't, don't feel like you're in a rush to go do these things because you want to. I mean, moving out and living on your own, the best circumstance for that is when you are ready and you are financially stable and you're able to like do that in a way that feels good and feels comfortable. Whereas like maybe right now you would settle for somewhere that's like cheaper or like kind of shittier because you haven't saved up or something like that. Like wait until it feels right and you can do it the way that you want to do it. But also that doesn't mean it has to be years. You know what I mean? So I feel like there is a happy medium here and and two things can be true at the same time. I hope that helps in some capacity. Who's to say? Not me. Okay. Also super unrelated, but disclaimer, I, when I'm reading these, if the person doesn't specify their gender, I am just like automatically assuming it's a girl. It's a girly pop because I know that the majority of my listeners are girly pops. So I just want to apologize if I misgender you. It's not intentional. And if you have a specific way that you would like me to refer to you when I'm reading these stories, please just let me know. I just wanted to to put that out there because that's just my default is that like these are the girly pops with peace and love. You're all beautiful little, beautiful little angel rays in my eyes. Um, Okay. My silly childhood drama, but elementary school day daycare themed. Ooh, niche. I love this. Okay. One day in like November or something, it was kind of cold, but not snowy at all. And half the kids didn't wear snow pants, including me. I was in grade four or five or something. So not that young. And I could make my own decisions. One of the daycare teachers was mad. We weren't wearing snow pants. So she made all the non-snow pants wearing kids stand in line against the wall. She took a photo of us standing against the wall and said it was a bad kids photo. I was, <laughs> I was mostly pissed, but some of the kids were like six or seven. So they must have been scared to get in trouble. I don't know what the fuck she did that with that photo. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but looking back, like question mark, question mark, question mark. What was the thought process? Also, I'm a lot older now. And I found this lady on Instagram. Turns out she's a huge anti-vaxxer and posted all this government is putting chips in us that we don't and we don't have rights conspiracy stuff during COVID. Wow. That was a plot twist that I kind of did see coming like that. To me, that tracks. But also bad kids. How are you a bad kid for not having your snow pants with you? Oh, some people just aren't fit to be around children and they intentionally put themselves in situations where they will be children, like putting themselves through school with an education degree. Like, why did you do that? Okay. Another little, another little story. During the summer, we all ate lunch in a cafeteria and we're supposed to throw out our plates when we were done. Side note, the food was disgusting and they wouldn't let us get up until we ate every last bite, which is deaf problematic. Wait, so true. One day, someone left their garbage on the lunch table. When the teacher saw, they asked who did it and no one responded. We were all grade like one through five. 
So they made us all sit at the lunch table for like three hours until someone confessed to not putting away their garbage. Obviously, no one wanted to say anything because they made such a big deal out of it. I think they gave up eventually. That is, that's just like three hours. That is too long. Okay, the last little one. For snack time, we would have raisin bread and butter, but the butter was in a paper cup for some reason. This girl asked the daycare teacher if she could have butter for a snack. What? And the teacher thought she meant butter on her bread so she passed the cup of butter this girl starts eating the butter directly out of the communal butter cup using the communal butter spoon that (laughs) that everyone had used on their bread and then just puts it back on the table where it was before so other people can use it that's disgusting that is disgusting and it's so interesting that these are the memories that have stuck with you throughout your life I wonder what that means it's kind of like a dream you know when you have a dream and you're like literally what does this mean I don't even like, what does it mean that those are the things that have stuck with you from elementary school? I'm so glad you, you made it to the other side. Okay. Okay. We'll end with this one can be story time or need advice. Okay. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for nine years now since we were super young, got engaged two years ago and just got married. Oh my God. Congratulations. And while we were meeting with our celebrant, he was like, so whose name are we taking? And we looked at each other like, Mm, didn't really think of it. Anyways, we chat and we both don't really care. So I say to my boyfriend, well, if you don't care, maybe you could just take mine because my family lives in a different country. So that would be really cool. So he offers to take it super chill. Um, and I'm like, can we tell everyone now in case they're surprised? And he's like, yeah. So we tell all of our friends and family and everyone's chill. I said, make sure you tell your parents. And he said he did fast forward to our wedding day. And he forgot to tell his mom told his dad and his dad didn't care. And his mom spent our entire wedding bitching about it to everyone, including my family with the name he took, LOL. But luckily I don't find out about this until the night ends. My husband is distraught because he spent half the wedding trying to contain his mom who low key has always been psycho anyways, classic. And the morning after the wedding, his mom deleted and blocks both of us on Facebook and Instagram, etc., and then gets all of her sisters to do the same. Ever since the wedding, so many guests have approached me telling me she was talking shit about me slash my family the entire time. My plan is to literally never talk to the witch again. That is really sad. It's also such like an archaic thing to be hung up on. I mean, kind of like grow up a little bit. Like it's just not that, it's just not that deep, especially because you and your husband clearly like hadn't even given it much thought. So it clearly wasn't like a big thing to you. It's not like you were trying to make this huge statement. It was just kind of like, eh, who should we take? Sure. We'll take mine, whatever. Like that's so annoying that you guys were so like chill about it. And then she took it upon herself to make it attack for some reason. But I think, I mean, you said your plan is to literally never talk to her again. Like I fully co-sign that. Um, or at least for right now, I think let her cool off a little bit, let her, let her chill, kind of simmer down a little and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, circling back to me saying, if people are negative and you don't want to be in their presence, sure, don't. Just don't. Sure, just do not be in their presence. And like, I think that is, that's real and that's how you should deal with it. It's good that you and your husband are on the same page. I feel like that's really important. This is just like, it circles back to crazy mother-in-laws. And it's just like, what is this? Like, we need scientists to study this. I don't, get that and I don't know like it just doesn't affect her in any way shape or form which is so interesting 
that she decided, yes, it does. It affects me so intensely because that's just at the end of the day, not true at all. So that's interesting. Um, okay. I'll do one more. I've decided. Okay. First off, I take so much comfort in your hilarity and your takes on life as a fellow unemployed 25 teen girly. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I love your TikToks, but I'm having even more of a blast listening to this podcast. I love that. Thought I'd share an embarrassing story from high school because it's, it's good to remember that not being a teenager anymore should be celebrated. That is so true. Sorry if you are a teenager out there. Okay. Junior year of high school. I liked the super stupid boy. We had weird childhood history, but that's a different story. While I knew he was low-key, ugly, and nasty, okay, whatever, I was into him for some reason. We've literally all been there. Um, He started dating one of my quote-unquote friends, who was more of just a friend because we ran in the same circles. One of my actual close friends at the time informed me that this boy was a creep and was actually, was always asking girls for explicit photos. I decided to share this info with his new girlfriend casually. Was literally none of my business, but I couldn't help creating drama as I didn't like them coupled up. A couple days later, I got a phone call from this boy's mother wanting to know why I would share that obvious lie and that her son would never do such a thing. After apologizing to his mom, I then had to apologize to him for spreading a rumor, but it was kind of funny because he really was he was really totally unbothered and felt it was all a facade on both of our parts because let's be real, that rumor was true. Still, as my mother says, I spilled tea that wasn't mine to spill. I don't miss the dramatics of high school. That's honestly, you did a public service. He, no, you did a public service. Everyone should be thanking you and saying, oh my God, thank you so much for doing your civic duty. I find no faults in what you did. Even though it was none of your business, you were spreading the good word and that's so important to do. Okay. Oh God, I love these episodes. Thank you guys so much for writing in. And remember, you can write in anytime you want. It's in the link tree in my bio on Instagram, the podcast Instagram. It's in the show notes here. You can click the link. It's a Google form and it's completely anonymous. You can write whatever you feel. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be back at it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. Bye.